0: Hello, this is the Batman Universe. How can I help you? Oh, please hold. Hello, this is the Batman Universe. Uh, yes, this is the call-in show. Please hold. Hello, this is the Batman Universe. Yes, uh, just one second. Hello, this is the Batman Universe. Yes, we'll be right with you. Hello, this is the Batman Universe. Yes, uh, right now. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Batman Universe specials, our call-in special. I'm your host, Dustin, and today we have with
1: us... It's Apple. You got Josh. This is Nick.
0: And we are bringing you... No, wait, we're not bringing you. We're actually calling you guys today, and we're going to have you guys ask us questions that you might have wanted to know about us. We also have some questions that were emailed from different fans around the world, so we will get to those questions. We will also get to all kinds of the... the, all of the people who wanted to call in and let them have the opportunity to call us and answer their questions so let's get started Um, now one of the first questions we wanted to dive into was there was a lot of people who emailed us this question and i'm sure someone's going to ask this when we call um how do we get the podcast started so let's just do a quick overview january of 2008 was the very first weekend Um, that's when i started the podcast i was a loner i was by myself i did not have any co-hosts it was just me and basically, the, what happened was, the week before Christmas, I bought an iPod and discovered podcasts, discovered online that there really wasn't any Batman podcasts out there. There was one, which is no longer, it's it's now defunct, but uh, there was one, and it had a couple episodes, and I thought, well, how come he's not doing it anymore? Let's, I don't understand why there shouldn't be one, so I looked into what it really took to do a podcast and realized I've got all this extra time it makes no sense for me not to do one I love the characters so much why not do one? So I did and then after a couple episodes people complained that I needed a co-host so <laughs> that's when Carl from England came along and he was the co-host for a while and then after that Mr. Chris from Arkansas came along and he was also a co-host then Carl left to do his podcast and that's when Apple came along
2: Right. I I came into the picture. Um, me and Chris were supposed to come into the, the same e- uh, episode. And uh, I wasn't able to make that uh, episode. I believe it was episode nine. And I wasn't able to make it. My father had just passed away. But uh, I had told us that, um, you know, I'll go ahead and be there for the next show. And
0: he's been here ever since. Apple's probably... He's been more frequent on every episode. I think he's missed one episode since he's been around. Yeah. Just because he was sick. <laughs> All right, so then, let's see. Then we had The Dark Knight come out, and we had our first contest that same weekend that The Dark Knight came out. Then it was probably about the end of August. Well, I take that back. It was actually May's when I actually first started about started the idea of getting a website created for the Batman universe and basically by finding some shady people to build a website because I didn't have a ton of money I lost some money and we actually had a website built beginning of June but because of the shady people they decided not to finish the project and take the money and run so that kinda put a hold on things then um, it was probably the end of August came around again and we decided that we were going to do a website And I just, we went full steam ahead and I hired a guy and we started working on the website all the time. Then it was um, roughly about, what would you say, Apple? It was about October that Chris left.
2: Right. It was around uh, October where uh, Chris had left. Um, But I, I think you failed to mention this, man. We went through a lot of uh, lessons during that time Uh about recording, learning podcasting, learning programs, learning about websites. Right. Man, we, man, guys, we went through a lot. <laughs> we went through a lot during that time.
0: Right, because uh, we were using the most basic programs we possibly could to record. And if you listen to some of the older episodes, you'll actually know that – Uh, the recording quality wasn't that great because we actually recorded all of my speakers into my microphone straight into Audacity, and there was some problems with that. But we, you know, we live and learn, we're still learning as we go along. So, Chris left about in October, we were working on the website, the website was almost up. We wanted to launch the week of uh, Wizard World, Texas. Mm -hmm. Apple and I met for the first time in Wizard World, Texas, we covered that when we came back we launched the site and the site was up Uh, version one of the site was up and we had forums and we had all kinds of people coming on and then that's when apple and i decided that we needed to get some more co-hosts so we put a call out and there was some people who responded some of those people are here with us today savannah's another one of them um savannah is i know some people have been wondering where savannah's been savannah's been having a lot of different things have been going on. She just is, she's just getting into college so she's getting settled We're there. She was actually planning on being here but then she just moved into her dorm a couple days ago and her internet is not fully up yet. So she will be back on the podcast. Don't worry those of you who are missing her. But the other two who came along were Josh and Nick. Nick was the first one to come along and he had actually a great idea that spawned into what it is now. But we'll let him tell us about that.
1: Yeah, I sent um, a message to Dustin maybe back in October, November, that sort of time. And I was someone who was big into the Batman films and TV and everything, but had never really got into the uh, into the comics. And when listening to the comic podcast, which Dustin Apple and Chris started, was that around October?
0: The comic podcast. I want to say, I forgot to say that we. I think we started that in September or, or October, one of the two, because we decided that. There was just too much stuff to cover in one episode because people were complaining about the length of the time of the podcast. We decided to split them up and then the people who didn't care about the comics had their own podcast.
2: The fans wanted more attention towards the comics books, which they were due. Me, Me, Dustin, and Chris thought it was a great idea to do another podcast for that and that's what spawned the comic podcast.
1: And I think the comic podcast has been very successful, but when I was listening to it, Not knowing anything about comics, I sent a message to Dustin saying, "Um, you know, I have no idea what all this stuff is all about. I can't I can't keep up with this. I'm not into comics. I think you should have something for people to start in comics. And Dustin liked the idea. We started emailing each other about what we could do about it. And um, I wanted to get involved. And I said I was more than willing to read through all these books and review them for him. And uh, bat books for beginners was born, which um, which is what I do on the comic podcast. And I think that was around the first one was around Christmas sometime. And I've been doing that consistently since. And then eventually I moved over onto the regular podcast because I'm pretty good with movies and TV stuff, and so that's my sort of department over there.
3: And then from
0: there we had Josh come along.
4: Yeah, I'm um, a podcast junkie. I, I I like to go for long walks, and I'll download as many podcasts as I can because I'm sometimes walking for three or four hours at a time and I love listening to them and I do a few other podcasts which some of you already know and uh, the first podcast I did Bertoni Beetle Bonanza was on the Podomatic Network which at the time the Batman Universe and the Batman Universe comic podcast were on So sometimes I would go on Podomatic and look for other podcasts, and I found Batman Universe on there, and I was like, oh, cool, because I've always been a big fan of Batman. So I put maybe three or four of them on my MP3 player, and it so happened that at the time, the episode that I was listening to was the one where they were talking about uh, that they were looking for co-hosts. I was like, oh, that would be awesome. Now, at that point, the podcast had been pretty old, though. I don't know how old, but it might have been a week or two old. So I was like, well, maybe they already filled it by now. But I went home and uh, I actually searched through my account to find the email that I sent Dustin. And I'm going to read it to you right now. I said, I hope I am not too late, but if you are still looking for new podcast contributors, I will send in an MP3 audition tape later. And then I you know uh, corresponded with Dustin over the next few weeks. I sent an audition tape, which actually I still have, too. And maybe if enough people whine I might wind up releasing it. It's just really <laughs> it's 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 really basic. Uh, you know, uh, I mean just me, you know, saying, you know, my history with Batman and stuff, and I even do my typical Josh fake out joke or something at one point at the beginning. Do you remember that audition tape, Dustin? Yes,
0: yes I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember sending you over to, to Apple and saying, What are we going to get ourselves into at this point?
5: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, Yeah,
2: this guy's a fan.
4: So, yeah. yeah. So eventually um, I started around December because uh, we had scheduling and stuff. Um, initially I was just on the comic podcast, but I've guested on the regular podcast um, more than enough times, and it's really been a fun ride.
0: Alright, so then uh, we had the website and the website was good, but then we decided, wait, we could be much better. So after only about a month of being released actually live, I decided to. I decided in conjunction with all of the guys who help with the podcast, we decided that we were going to kind of do a revamp of the website. So from pretty much the end of December, all news updates. Daily news updates pretty much stopped. Apple started working on new forums for us, and we started revamping everything um, and making everything different. And I know a lot of people out there, they're still wanting a lot of the sections that are on the website to be finished. Trust us when we say we have a lot of the stuff. It's just a matter of having the web guy that we don't have a ton of money to pay do it because he works at a slow pace and unfortunately because we only pay him we really can't complain or find somebody else because there's nobody's gonna we're gonna be able to pay as little as we do him which is convenient in some regards but in some regards as well we also have to remember that we don't make any money none of us are paid yes we have perks but we don't get paid
2: right and i and i think i mean i mean credit to to dust and i i mean We do a lot of the work ourselves, guys. So, I mean, we want to learn. We want to get our hands in there. We want to get dirty with it. So that way, if something happens, hey, you know what? We know how to fix it.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned those perks. I think they're only just beginning to appear now that we're growing a bit. Um, I don't think it was there beforehand. So it was tough. I imagine it was a tough job to try and keep everything going.
0: Yeah, at one point, I want to say in August, there was like a three-week delay that we didn't have an episode, and people thought we disappeared and at one point i really thought to myself is this going to be worth continuing and just because it was a lot of money i knew that if we started a website it was going to cost a lot more money out of my pocket but then at the same time i thought this is something that i enjoyed to do i like being able to give people the news i like be i like having people rely on me for the news and There was all the fan support that we got through emails before we had the website was really that way of finding out. We don't really get as many emails as we used to from fans that aren't already on the forums. So if you guys are listening out there it'd be great if you guys can email us in and let us know. That's part of the reason why we have the con the contest is what it is, is because we like to hear your guys' comments about what we're doing. Especially if you if you think we could improve in some way, shape or form. We're always wanting to improve. I mean Surprise, surprise, I've already got a new plan of how to revamp the website again. So, it's it's a constant thing. And the thing is, the way things are nowadays, you've got to constantly be changing. Otherwise, you fall behind and you're suddenly dated. So, the sections will continue to have, actually, hopefully very shortly, in the very, very, very soon future, the, the movie history section will be actually live. And that will, in fact, I want to say, be done in the next week so it actually might be done by the time you guys are listening to this because we just were waiting on one little tweak and the tweak has been complete and now it's just getting a little bit of information up on the site and then we'll be ready to go um, the sections will continue to go but we've got to constantly be changing things around and making things better for more and more fans who are coming to the site
2: right and I mean that's one discussion that m- during those times those hard times me, me and Dust had always talked about the community that we you know we got to be here for the community to bring the community together, because in essence, there wasn't a really a, a site out there like what we had envisioned and what we had brought to the forefront and i I think that you know the fans are everything to to me and dust, and that's why that's what carried us through those those difficult times right there, yeah,
0: and that was exactly it because there were so many times where I was pulling money out of my pocket to pay for something on the website and thinking. I could be buying some really cool action figures. I could be buying some more comics. Some of the money, well, let's put it this way. So the the amount of money that I've spent on the website and the podcast, I probably could have expanded my comic collection by probably another thousand comics. And that's the reality of it. But that's that's okay because um, that's I like doing what I'm doing. And honestly, I get more out of this than I do having a bunch of comics sitting in a box that I look at every once in a while. So, yeah. Um, but then we got into, we had the Batman Universe specials where we started interviewing different creators, and we haven't been doing that for a while just because there was a dry period for the summer, because a lot of people didn't want to do interviews because it was the summer and a lot of people were really busy, but trust us, we have all kinds of stuff lined up, we've got a bunch more specials coming up, um, in the future we actually are going to be starting uh, something called the, Bat, uh, the Batman Universe Book Club, which will be a special that we'll do once a month but we'll tell you more about that when it gets closer to that but there's all kinds of things and we actually as a group we get together every three months we get together and we spend i mean what is it two three hours maybe and we call it i our think podcast we did summits. five
2: hours once <laughs> yeah we did five hours once so yeah. we have our, our batman podcast summits
0: yeah there's summits we have them once a quarter and we basically we line up exactly what we're going to do for all the podcasts in the future and obviously some of that stuff changes depending on what events happen but we line up what spotlight characters we're gonna do what features what interviews what we're gonna do for specials and we work all that stuff out so that way we're prepared if you most of I mean most of the listeners obviously don't know how I am but I'm sure all these guys could attest. I am a uh, control, uh, freak per no se.
4: no no <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like things being organized that's how I am um, my, every job that I've worked at I've ex- succeeded extremely fast promotion wise because I'm extremely organized and I have very good work ethic and I bring all of that to the website so everything that I do on the website is like clockwork everything is set and I do it and I make sure that it gets done so
2: yeah. <laughs> I, I'm more the, the laid-back kind of guy. and But uh, for some reason, me and Dust get get along. We get to see eye-to-eye, eye and it just works for some reason. I don't know why.
0: But that's a good thing.
2: Yeah, so. it's
4: amazing that Dustin hasn't kicked me off the podcast yet, <laughs> considering the way that I am.
1: But, I mean, in, in all seriousness, it's very, very difficult to keep... A podcast going especially in those first few months and um, you need yeah you, know, you need to stick with it because it's very easy to just go oh this is not working I'm going to give up on it but um, but Dustin did a pretty good job in the first six months just to hang on to it and keep it going I'm sure you're pretty proud of what it is at the moment
0: I am I am I'm very proud and I'm very proud of what I, I envisioned to become down the line um, as of right now we are the longest running Batman podcast we are the oldest Batman podcast that's still running and we have more episodes that we've released than any other Batman website that has jumped on the bandwagon and released podcasts as well. So right now I'm very proud to, to have the podcast be the longest-running Batman podcast out there. And I think, honestly, in all in all honesty, I think we have the best fans of all of the different podcasts that there are.
2: Right. Because, I mean, as as we go along... We're meeting more and more fans are finding out about the Batman universe and slowly but surely a comment that Dustin and I had said, you know, way back when we were just doing the podcast was that, I mean, we'd love to bring the Batman community together. And I think slowly but surely we are getting there. And I mean, hey, look at what we've done so far trust us when we say we have
0: so many more plans to make this bigger and better and get the word out so that you guys can have more fans come together and have more fans to talk to you because that's what it's all about it's all about the community and that's why we're doing the call-in show so i think that pretty much sums up how we got started that was like 20 minutes of us telling you how we all got into it and
4: our origin story so <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, All Batman right. Universe Year One. Yeah, exactly.
0: Batman Universe begins. All right, so <laughs> I guess let's get started. Let's get somebody on the phone. Hey, Nick, oh, how Jeffrey. are you? Good. How are you? Pretty good. So this is Jeffrey. Some of you guys might know him f- as Tigger Brown on the forums. Welcome, Jeffrey, to the the, the special.
6: Ah, uh, thanks a lot. Great to be on. Is Dustin right? Sorry about yes. That. Yes, this is Sorry. Dustin. And it's Apple.
2: You got Josh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And Nick's here, too.
2: (laughs) Well, it's great to be on. Well, we're glad to have you on, but... Yeah,
4: thanks for all the work that you do for the blog page, by the way. I'm enjoying your reviews. I love your
2: editorials.
0: Love
6: them. My pleasure. Thanks a lot. I I hope I get to keep doing them. It's a lot of fun.
0: All right, so what questions do you have for us?
6: (laughs) Okay, well, I'm going to give you one that uh, I didn't want to be too obvious, so I'm going to try and give sort of an obvious question with a bit of a twist. Okay. Warner Brothers, you know, Christopher Nolan, for whatever reason, decides that uh, he's not going to do the next film. And, you know, Warner Brothers, they want to have, uh, you know, someone knowledgeable. So they call up you guys and they want you to to make the next Batman film. But there's one twist is because of what Marvel's doing with uh, uh, the, the different characters, trying to make the Avengers and stuff like that. They at least want you to write the next film a sequel to The Dark Knight, same universe, same ideas, but they want you to incorporate one of the major uh, DC uh, heroes. So which hero would you choose to be in the next uh, uh, Batman film sort of to go along with Batman and kind of, you know, what kind of storyline would you write? No, not too much detail, but what kind of ideas would you put in there to, to have those two characters uh, interact in the film?
0: That's a good question. Um, well, if it was a direct sequel of what Chris Nolan has put in place with Batman Begins in Dark Knight, I would go right along with Green Arrow, specifically because he's still reality-based. He, he doesn't have any superpowers, and honestly, when it comes to superheroes, Batman is my first favorite, but then Green Arrow is my second because he also doesn't have any superpowers. So you combine the Green Arrow, and we know that David Goyer worked on Supermax, so you throw in Green Arrow to have his little I don't know create a flashback with an origin story so that you see how Green Arrow came to be combine him where he comes to Gotham because he also is a billionaire like Bruce Wayne and then he can have his own spin-off movie which could be Supermax and then that kind of plays in part where you don't have to have the origin story in Supermax that does obviously play into that Supermax has to be made but I think I really like based on what I've heard about that story and what we've been shown online and stuff it really seems like it could be a good movie, and I want to see it. And I don't really—I mean, like—I want to stick with the realistic base as far as the movies. If we're sticking with what Chris Nolan has put in place, and if that's the case, then Green Arrow I think would be the best one to put in the the, the movies.
6: This sounds like you already have a script. Maybe I do. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> that was that was a fast answer. Okay. I'm ready. Well, Any of you other guys? Or yeah.
2: Well. I- as far as we're going to go into the, the next film, if they, they've already put in that they want us to put a, another, uh, another DC Universe um, hero in the next film, um, I'm going to go ahead and bring in the Boy Scout. I'm going to go ahead and bring in Superman. And Superman needs a bit of a reboot. Why not bring him into the biggest franchise right now that DC is having and Warner Brothers is having with Batman? And I may just bring in Superman and tell a story off of that. Where it can probably maybe lead into another Superman reality type movie for him, but um, I would love to see something along the storylines of uh, the '97 uh, show that they had, the Superman and Batman, where they had the the, the animated hour, where they had the three right. episodes, then they combine it right into the movies. I would love to see a story with with that, where everyone already knows Superman, they already know his origin, and it just takes off. Where we know Batman, Batman traveling up to another city metropolis and just interacting with that hero that's there. And I, I would like to do something like that. I kind of like that idea. That would be kind of what I would do. I was kind
6: of thinking too, like I like the idea from the dark Knight returns in the sense of having Superman and Batman kind of be at odds to a certain degree. Maybe, you know, especially after the Dark Knight, Batman's kind of like a, almost, you know, underground and having Superman sort of being uh, contracted out by the government or something to stop him or something like that. Mm -hmm.
4: My choice would probably be, and the reasoning is, if it's a Batman movie, I don't want Batman to be overshadowed by another hero who's larger than life. I like Apple's idea of a Batman-Superman movie. If I'm doing a Batman movie and Superman's in it, obviously a lot of the attention going to be taken away from Batman. At the same time, though, I want someone who fits into Batman's world, so I'm not going to choose someone like Starfire or Halo. So I'd probably say uh, the question is one of them, because, uh, the original question, not Renee Montoya. Because, you know, detective and everything, and you could play off of both of them trying to solve a mystery, maybe being at odds with one another. And he's a big enough hero in the DC universe that, you know, he's noteworthy and he has a fan base, but he's not so big that he's going to overshadow Batman. My other choice would be, but I didn't choose her because I think that she's too connected to the Batman universe that she really isn't considered like a DC character outside of Batman, would be the Huntress. Because Batman and the Huntress relationship uh, in the comics, being at odds with each other due to their methods and due to her being extreme, I'd really like to see that portrayed on film. And I think that if they did the 90s and recent version of the Huntress in a film like that, it would be successful enough for a spin-off franchise.
1: My opinion is that, firstly, it would be a very good idea if Warner Brothers do approach us to consult about Batman 3. because. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Um, we could give him plenty of good ideas. Um, if, you were, if you had to strictly stay in the Nolan universe, I do not think it'd be worth bringing in anyone with any superpowers. At the risk of sounding repetitive, I'd have to go with Dustin and say Green Arrow, I think, would be a good, a good mix. Um, but, yeah, I just think if you introduce anyone with superpowers, it would really diminish Batman and just the whole Chris Nolan universe. And I don't think Chris Nolan's Batman can ever team up, team up in any sort of Justice League environment, ever. All right,
0: Jeffrey, you got any other questions for us?
6: Uh, sh- I sure. Um, uh, I can give you one, uh, one more. Uh, again, going back to the film, there's been some talk, and you guys have talked about it, and on the forums about whether uh, Robin will appear in some form. Uh, I know. I think I remember back. In I can't remember if he was in the Burton uh, Burton era or the Schumacher era where there was some talk where he would appear as a, a young boy maybe at the end or something like that and uh, I, I I can't remember there was some one of you guys on the forums had a really great idea of how it would sort of um, help Bruce Wayne come full circle as a as a character from sort of the, the tormented side and at the end, you know, maybe adopting a, a young boy. And if, if that was the case, if they were going to do that in the next film, who would you want it to be? Would you want it to be, assuming that you do want to have that in there, uh, would you want it to be Dick Grayson or would you want it to be Tim Drake?
0: Well, um, as far as what I would want, um, if they... W- I'll put it this way: If Chris Nolan does in fact do this, do one more, it would be a cool thing to lead into if he had Robin at the end, kind of like what they did with leading into the Joker in the first one. Um, because he said he didn't he didn't want to do Robin, but he could at least make a hint towards it. So that way, when somebody continues on, maybe what he's doing, kind of like what they have they attempted to do in a way with going from Burton to Shoemaker they can bring in something and still follow along the same time frame and storyline in a way where the characters still make sense and they don't have to... They can switch over Batmans, they can switch over different characters, but for the most part, they stick to the same tone of what the movies are. That's um, what I would like to see. Now, as far as if they were going to do Robin, I honestly would want it to be Dick Grayson just because I wouldn't want them to... Do like, I don't know, a weird combination of the three like they kind of did with Tim Drake in Batman the Animated Series, where it was kind of a mix between Jason Todd and Tim Drake. I wouldn't want to see something like that. So just do Dick Grayson, just do it, you know, normal, how we know it from the comics. And the the thing is, um, yes, he's a, he's a young boy, but the reality of it is that's what makes the mythos of Batman completely change. And that's why I think it's important to have Dick Grayson as the young boy, not some hip teenager with an earring in his ear.
2: Right. Um, if Chris Nolan was to ever do uh, Robin, I I, I mean myself, I don't I don't want to see it within the Christopher Nolan universe. But if they do see it, of course, I'm going to want it as to be Dick Grayson. Because Dick Grayson is Robin. Uh to bring them along within there, I would I would think they would have to think of a different um, uh, origin story. Um, maybe move it along from the circus part. Maybe uh, I don't know how Chris would do it or David Goyer would write it, but um, make it more tragic. I would like to see it more tragic for uh, for uh, for Dick to where Bruce has to see the relationship with him, and to bring that along, and not necessarily. Go ahead and have him as a teen. I want him maybe like those preteen years maybe. So that way you can get to know the Robin that we've read in the comic books in those early years. And so I would probably want to see something like that. But I don't know if Christopher Nolan would ever do that.
6: I was thinking you might do it as an angle sort of going towards fatherhood where, uh, you know, the, the Batman loses his sense of Bruce Wayne so much, goes so, to- uh, so far towards the dark side. And then sort of coming into contact with this more youthful, you know, uh, kid would sort of bring his humanity back and then part of his you know, bring, in ba- bring back more of his Bruce Wayne persona into his, into his uh, character. Yeah.
4: I think that um- – First of all, it would be really hard to adapt the Tim Drake or Tim Wayne, as he's now called character, into the movie series because his origin is so tied into other characters like Dick Grayson and even Jason Todd because the death of Jason Todd is what drove Batman over the edge, which is what Tim Drake noticed. And Tim Drake figured out who Batman was based on stuff that happened at the circus when Dick Grayson died and other things, so if you're going to do Tim Drake in the movies before the other ones, then you'd have to completely change his origin. And if you're going to do that, then it's like, then why do you have him in the first place? So, to me, that narrows it down between Jason Todd and uh, Dick Grayson, because obviously we're not even going to touch Stephanie Brown. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> now, the the thing that I, th- this is actually an interesting question because I thought about it, m- my obvious answer is Dick Grayson because he came first, and the continuity person in me is like, no, Dick comes first, but you know what? It's We've seen Dick Grayson adapted to so many films. We've seen that origin adapted in a few different animated series and in the movies and stuff. And thinking, in the current style of the movies and the whole street and the nitty-gritty air, I actually wouldn't mind seeing them do Jason Todd. Because that's a character that hasn't really been done in the medium, except for technically the animated series. But they just used Jason Todd and called him Tim Drake instead. But... I would actually like to see that, and maybe even have it end just like it did in Death and the Family, with him dying, just to kind of you know,
6: that's very you cool. Know,
4: give it that dark thing, but you know, don't bring him back as the Red Hood. I'm
1: just <laughs> just uh, yeah, I, I think that's a very interesting idea, Josh. Um, for me, it would have to be Dick Grayson, and I think there are too many people out there who are sort of afraid of bringing Robin into the Chris Nolan films, and they think that he's going to ruin it completely because he's done that before. But um, I think that I trust Chris Nolan and Goya to, to make sure he's, the character's interesting and they do it right. And I think, as you were saying, Jeffrey, I think there's um, I think there's a really interesting story there about uh, Bruce going into the dark side too much and Robin bringing him, bringing him back, and I think you can make a really, really interesting story out of that. And I'm certainly not afraid if Chris Nolan decides I'm going to bring in Robin. I think it could be a bold move and one that he pulls off very well.
5: All right, Jeffrey, those were
0: some great questions.
6: Thanks a lot, guys. I really appreciate it. a lot of fun. All
0: right. Yeah, thanks for
6: coming in. in. All
0: right, just take care, bud.
6: You too. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: All right, so let's move on. Let's uh, go into some of the questions that someone sent us in. Uh, Let's go from – these questions are from Joe, and he lives in L.A. The first question is, you guys mentioned that you are married. How does your wife feel about you spending – money on comics or doing the podcast did they know you guys were a big batman fan how did you meet your wives well i can say that apple and i are married josh and nick not so much
4: <laughs> <laughs> any of the, our female listeners i'm currently accepting marriage proposals at for <laughs> tony beetle at gmail.com <laughs> please send in pictures of your comic collection <laughs>
1: Inbox is gonna, that, your inbox is going to explode.
4: <laughs> yeah, e- Emails without pictures of comic collections will be deleted.
0: <laughs> well, I'll start off by saying, how does my wife feel about me spending money on comics and doing the podcast? Um, sometimes she's annoyed by it. Uh, I know that she's not super pleased with me spending as much money as I spend on website the podcast my comics my action figures and all that stuff but at the same time she has her stuff she buys purses and shoes and i even though when i see the boxes come in i'm just thinking wow that could have been something that i could have bought for myself it's it's a it's a kind of a trade-off and i know apple has the same kind of situation with his wife
2: (laughs) yeah uh my wife doesn't mind. Um I, I do comics. I do a lot of merchandise. If you're if you see the forums, you know I've I buy merchandise like crazy, all oh, any any and everything Batman. But uh one thing that my wife has always said is that when you spend, you know, try to spend in moderation. And so I guess just my moderation is just a little bit higher than what she thinks. <laughs> but uh but at the same time she loves purchase, she loves the coach, she loves the Louis Vuittons, uh, the, the Dooneybergs, so she gets hers too, so she can't really complain.
0: Exactly. Now, how did I meet my wife? Uh, well, I actually met my wife when I was very, well, very young in comparison. Uh, I was only 17 years old when I met her. We actually worked at a fast food place together. And we were both managers, even though we were super young. And it just kind of worked out from there. And eventually she stopped working there, and I moved on to a different place. But we've been together for, it's been quite some time now. I think almost eight years. Um, we've been married for it'll be three years in November. Now, did she know about my love of Batman? No. And that was specifically because um, when, when we got married... I was in the military, and when I was in the military, I didn't have a ton of money. I collected Batman comics when I was a kid, but had to give it up because I just didn't have the money for it, and I kind of lost touch. Well, I was deployed to Iraq. I was injured in Iraq, and I got when I came back, I had a lot of free time and a lot of money. So, I started building up my Batman comic collection, and let's just say I was getting five to ten boxes a day for about two months... And each box had at least five comics in it. Some of them had over a hundred comics. And that's why I have so many comics now. So I kind of tricked her. And actually when I read her that question, she said, make sure you tell everyone that you tricked me. And I had no (laughs) idea.
2: (laughs) Well, uh, for me, uh, I met my wife uh, at my, uh, actually at my work. um, Where at work is, it's a huge place and uh i met her uh we were we just got started talking and uh she goes you want to have coffee sometime and i was like sure you know i'll go have a cup of coffee so we went down to the nearest barnes and nobles and we were talking and of course uh, i was probably i think uh, i think it was 24 maybe and uh we started talking and uh Somehow she asked me what I like to do, and I told her I like to draw, you know, I like to collect. Like, I'm a big Batman collector. She saw my watch. I had a Batman watch on. And I told her I'm, you know, I'm a huge collector. I try to collect every, any and everything Batman. And uh, I was like, she goes, well, I used to watch this show. So I was like, I go, oh, really? And she was like, yes. So I go, okay, who, was, who played the Joker in the 1966 TV show? And she goes, Cesar Romero. And I think at that moment I just fell in love. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you, yeah, I mean when she said Caesar, <laughs> so that's like the that's like uh, a true story. And even to this day, when people ask how we how we uh, how we became or fell in love, she tells them right away. Um, I knew who Caesar Romero was. <laughs> So,
0: okay, so the next question is, uh, what do you guys do for a living? I, right now, currently work at Best Buy. Um, Like I said, I used to be in the military. I'm out. I'm kind of in a transition phase because I'm in the process of possibly moving. I'm also in the process of getting a different job. But Best Buy is just something temporary because I'm also going to be taking school and trying to finish up part of one of my degrees so that way it's done and I don't have to worry about it. So I've got about six months of free time that I had to do something with my time, so I'm working at Best Buy right now. Uh
2: me, I work for a military bank. And uh it's they do insurance, they do of course uh um uh investments, uh whatever you want, need. Um we were one of the largest banks and we didn't need any bill-out money, so <laughs> that's a good thing. <laughs>
4: I have uh, a very masculine, manly career. I'm a nanny, so uh, <laughs> actually, uh, yeah. For those who wondered, those uh, kids that you hear doing the brave and the bold reviews, those are actually a few of the kids who I wind up looking after. Uh, I'm able to incorporate the Batman comics into the job when I can because I always keep comics in the car whenever I pick the kids up from school or take them somewhere. first thing that they do is they always look for the comics and they ask if the new issue of this came out this week or that because they know Wednesday's comic day, so you know making sure that the next generation of comic fans uh exists exactly right.
1: And I'm a a master's student, just finishing off my degree actually next week. So I've had a lot of work on, and um, I'm studying producing film and television. I actually produced my first short film last month, and it's all going very well. But I'm just coming out of university. Next week it's all over, and then I plan to go to London to get a job in film production.
0: Which would be awesome.
1: It would be awesome. All
0: right, so that's all of Joe's questions. Now let's get somebody else on the air. Let's get
3: Dylan. Dylan yeah. Hey, guys. What's
1: up? Hey. hey. Dylan, how's
3: it going? Hey. I, got, I love you guys' show, I have to say.
1: Thank you. Well, thank you. We Thanks a lot,
3: bud. All right. I got three questions for you. Okay. All so right. Hit, hit us with the first one. All right. When you read a Batman novel, what Batman do you picture? The one from the animated series, The Dark Knight, or any of them from the comics you've ever read?
0: That's a good question. I probably would say that I picture, automatically, I picture a Jim Lee Batman just because when that, that's just, that that Batman is plastered so many places that that's just what
2: I see. Okay. Ooh, man, uh, right, right when I think of it, um, for some reason, every time I, I, I think of a graphic novel, I, I always think of Jim Parro's Batman. I, 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 it just comes to my head, Jim O'Paro, Jim O'Paro. All
4: right. Honestly, it depends on the type of story that I'm reading. There's some stories where, you know, I can, you know, actually picture uh, the, you know, year one or the Frank Miller Batman and I hear, you know, the voice kind of more grittier. And then there's some stories where it's just weird or lighthearted. I mean, I can really hear Adam West and see Dick Sprang's Batman almost. So it depends on the writer and the tone.
1: Yeah. For me, it's um, it's definitely uh, Kevin Conroy's animated series, Batman. I think it's because that was the first Batman I was really introduced to, and that one's always stuck with me. And if I imagine Batman, it's Kevin Conroy's for me.
3: Yeah, same here. Um, Second one is, when you watched Gotham Knight, did you see it as a bridge between the two um, films, uh, Batman Begins and Dark Knight, or did you see it as a standalone film?
0: I saw it as a bridge in a way... Um... I, didn't, I can't say that I thought it was a great thing. I'm not a huge anime fan, and because of that, uh, I didn't personally like the movie all that much, and I really thought that Kevin Conroy's voice was out of place in that movie. It wasn't a bad movie. I liked the stories that they told. I don't like the style of the anime, and I thought that because it wasn't Bruce Timm-ish animation, it kind of threw me off. But um, I definitely don't see it as a standalone. I see it as only a bridge because and some of the stories can be a standalone, but because it's that weird six part, it's like six mini parts or whatever, um, it's, it's more of a, some of them are standalone, some of them bridge. I think like three of them actually kind of tied in things that actually were happening in the Nolan films.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, me, I, I know it was supposed to be a bridge between uh, Begins and The Dark Knight, Um I only found some things that I took away from the animation that were connected. But um, I love anime films. I love Japanimation. I I love that kind of art. And it was, uh, I guess, a long time coming to where I always wanted to see Batman in, you know, anime form. So I enjoyed it. I loved it, actually. Uh, I love the different takes, the different artists' takes on Batman. Um, the the detail within the animation, like the backgrounds, like totally amazing. I love the detail that uh Japanimation puts within the uh their their cell frames. But um, to me, I see Gotham Night as by itself. It's it's different. Uh, there's only a couple of things I took from there that I could bridge the Begins and the Dark Knight too. But um, I mean, then again, I mean, it was when Japanimation became big in the late '80s, uh, early '90s. You know. The animation show came in, and so we were like, "Oh, you know, we have Batman the animated show." But uh, me being coming from an artist standpoint, always wanted to see it in animation form. Um, I'm think
4: I'm gonna go against the grain a little bit here and say I wasn't a huge fan of the movie. Not to say that it was a bad movie per se, but I mean, it was marketed as a movie when really it was almost like a bunch of mini stories put together, and it was really kind of hard to tell. You know, one story because they all had to be told kind of quickly. I think I would have preferred a full length animated movie, maybe in the style of a prequel. And I'm not even sure if yeah. I, bridge is the right word because I doubt that some of the people working on it knew what was going to happen in the Dark Knight because I use uh, Lucius Fox as an example. Yeah. They kind of continue the relationship as it was with Begins <laughs> where Bruce is like, well, I need this for this. Oh, I suppose you're not going to tell me, wink, wink, but By the time you get to The Dark Knight, I mean, they're pretty explicit with each other on what they know.
3: Like, when I saw it and I learned it was a bridge, I was like, really? Because after I was watching The Dark Knight, I was like, none of that really ties in except for the gangs and stuff, you know? Yeah.
1: What do you think Yeah, I mean, I I, I thought the film was... um, Quite average, but it had some really, really great moments and some pretty poor ones as well. Um, and inconsistencies. I can think of uh, Sal Moroni and the Russian like having a gang war with each other, but then in the Dark Knight, they're best buddies. Things like yeah. that just didn't add up to me. And but I did find the film visually quite exciting. It was just, um, and some of the stories were good, and some of them I thought were very, very weak. Um, it was quite an inconsistent film. And what I was excited about with the film was the fact that. I was hoping by watching this it would give me more with The Dark Knight. Now I thought there'd be more to The Dark Knight from watching this film. That didn't happen at all. And, yeah, like uh, that was, more, that's that's what let me down, I think.
3: Yeah, like more insight on what the film would be when it came yeah. out. Yeah. Um for me I thought the first um part of that was pretty poor like showing what those kids thought Batman was. I mean, we all know what he is. We all know what he's about and I only think Batman fans would buy that, you know? Like, I don't think someone who isn't a Batman fan would pick that up and say, okay, you know. Um, all right, my last question is, what um, style like of the Batmobile do you think will be in the third one since the Tumblr blew up and stuff?
0: Okay, that's think- a good one. Um, I'm kind of thinking that if we do see another Batmobile in the third one, we're not going to see it until towards the end because I think he's going to be using the Batpod mm-hmm. for a good majority of the movie just because you can get through spots that are e- that are easier to get through with the Batpod compared to a Batmobile. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, though, if I had to pick one, I would say that it'll be something else that'll just be completely something that we've never seen before because that's what Nolan does. He does things that we've never seen before yeah
2: yeah to me i'm still holding uh nolan to what he wrote in the film and it begins he said two of them were built to be uh bridges in the military um i'm still thinking that there's another tumbler out there so maybe you know he goes out and gets that other tumbler um if not you know uh nolan does have a a different taste for uh a, a vision of a vehicle um, me personally, I would like to see something like 89. Would it fit in New Orleans universe? No, because mm-hmm. <laughs> his yeah. is more ur- urban concrete type of uh, vehicle, it seems, and I just think it's going to be something more along the lines of having the same aesthetic as a Hummer.
3: <laughs> I mean, it was weird though when you first see Batman Begins, his gadgets and everything are so sleek and like elegant and stuff, and when you see that thing like crashing through Gotham City. Killing cops, too. Probably in the process. It's just like, you know, Batman doesn't kill, but he just like blew up that cop car.
2: (laughs) I'm thinking it was empty.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That's what Batman tells himself so he can sleep at night.
2: Yeah, it's empty. It's empty.
4: I'm thinking that since, you know, they did the Tumblr and they did big, bulky, and everything, that's, in my mind, they'll probably go the opposite the next film they'll do something small sleek fast or whatever which is what i'm hoping to you know i mean maybe not exactly a convertible but you know something along those lines you know something cool something that we haven't seen before something that'll make apple go oh i love this bat (laughs) movie
1: yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think the um, I think the next Batmobile will be very different. No, I mean, it's going to be different if it's Nolan in charge or if it's someone else. It's going to be a very different Batmobile. I hope it's more sports car esque. But yeah. um, I'm really I'm prepared. I don't mind. I'd like to see something new. Uh, there's no point going back and just doing the '89 Batmobile again. We all want to see something new. So
3: mm-hmm.
1: I'm not I'm not fussed really. Yeah. All
3: right. That's all the questions I have.
0: All right. Well, thanks for coming on the show, and yeah. uh, we'll see you guys. We'll see you later. All
3: right. Cool. Thanks for
1: right, having me Take guys.
0: care, Thanks. buds. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Alright, so the next questions we've got, we've got these come from Dimitri, who has actually been writing me a long time on through email. And he's actually going to be starting something up himself on the blog in the next couple weeks, hopefully. So let's get over some of his questions. The first one is if you've guys ever if you have ever read the intercompany crossovers between DC and Marvel. What are your thoughts on the characters Logan Wayne, aka Dark Claw, and Bruce Wayne, Agent of Shield?
4: I read this a long time ago. It's been a while since I saw them. Uh, it was a funny one-off story. I did like how they did Dark Claw in the style of the animated series and everything, and I, I liked them. I thought that they were funny. Um, it's been a while since I read them, so like I said, I can't tell you anything explicitly. I don't know if I'd want to see it turn into a you know an ongoing series, though. But that whole d c marvel thing that was so nineties that whole series hey,
2: you know what I liked it i, I, I actually I, I liked it I enjoyed it uh the logan Wayne thing was uh it was it was very cool to see Batman like that with the cross between Wolverine, and I think that uh as Josh pointed out in the nineties uh people already had seen the crossovers between marvel and d c This was something new, but if these characters joined together, like literally came up with a, a certain origin. And I thought that was a new take. It was, it was invented at the time. Uh, I enjoyed it. The uh, Bruce Wayne of shield, that one, that story was, I don't think was as very good as the dark claw one, but um, I really enjoyed the dark claw. And, you know, honestly, I've often kind of hoped that they would do something like that again. You know, it's just some, something to have fun. With.
1: As I'm sure you're all aware, I'm a back book beginner and I'm not familiar with these stories so I'm afraid I wouldn't be able to comment but it's going to be on my list to read
0: as for me I will tell you this they have a very special place on my shelf and that means they're segregated from everything else (laughs) Um, I do have these because at some point they were sent to me along with you know free books that when I had a massive amount of books that I got and I have them still just because they do have to do with Bruce Wayne Batman but they are nowhere near any of my normal Batman books. They have a, a different spot on one of my bookshelves, so that's that one. Okay, so his other question is, is Blackest Night number 1 and Blackest Night Batman number 1 the same volume or different? If it's one within the other, does one need the entire thing to better understand the plot? Because in other sources, people say that this event is epic from the whole DC Comics perspective and primarily Green Lantern. So, if you were to read the separate events that have only to do with Batman, would you miss out on something greater? Well, I think I can answer that for everyone by saying it'll be the same type of thing that happened in Final Crisis. There will be Batman pieces, but you won't necessarily it won't affect what's going on in the Batman main books for the most part. I mean, I guess at the end of Final Crisis, Bruce Wayne supposedly died or he didn't die or whatever, so because of that, it did affect the books, but you're not going to have to read Blackest Night to know what's going on in the Batman books. Now, Blackest Night Batman, there, there's things going on in that, that miniseries that will actually kind of have to do with what's going on. It'll have, actually have, obviously, Dick Grayson as Batman, Damian as Robin, Tim as... Uh, Red Robin, but for the most part, you will not have to read Blackest Night to read Blackest Night Batman. Now, I don't read hardly any comics at all except for Batman comics and Green Arrow, but I can say that I've been reading Blackest Night and it really is as good as they're saying it is. So if you're not reading it, by all means, if you don't have the money to buy it, just go to your comic shop and read it because it's definitely worth reading.
2: I would agree with you. I, I'm enjoying that story. I, I love it.
4: It's a fun story, but I don't think that it's really going to have any long-term consequences for the Batman universe, to be quite honest. I mean, you know, it's kind of, oh, you know, the Drakes are coming back and some of these other dead people, you know. I mean, it's interesting to see. Um, I enjoyed the first issue moderately, but like I said, its I doubt it's going to have any long-term consequences, which, you know what? That's kind of all right, because lately, I mean, every single thing in the Batman universe has been, nothing will ever be the same. In this story, you will find out the important key to part 15 of 90. <laughs> I,
1: have to say, I find these, quote, epics a bit off-putting as, um, as a new comic reader, and, and there's just so much there, and it's so confusing. If you don't follow all what these heroes are doing, you're not going to keep up. I'd like to just stay on Batman- I let the other guys fill me in when there's something important that I should know happening in something like Blackest Night, but I'm I'm, I'm not interested in those big crossover events, and I just find them a bit off-putting.
0: Okay, so, I mean, you can definitely read Blackest Night. It's not going to affect everything that's going on in Batman. It it will affect the overall DC Universe because a lot of characters are possibly coming back or half coming back as dead people... It's, it's kind of hard to tell whether or not like all these heroes who've been killed are actually going to come back to life after the Blackest Night is actually over. So, if you want to read it, go ahead and read it. Otherwise, make sure you're checking out the Batmanuniverse.net and the editorial section for Dark Knight Dave's um, coverage of everything, everything that is Blackest Night Batman. He's covering all of the Blackest Night and how it ties into Batman. So that way, if you can't pick him up, or you just don't want to but you want to know what's going on and how it's affecting what's going on as far as batman read dark knight's uh dark knight dave's all of his stuff having to do with blackest night he's reviewing blackest night batman he's also covering blackest night books if they have things that have to do with black uh batman as well so that's that answer so let's get into another caller so-
5: Hi, You've reached the PlayStation 3 junkyard. I'm sorry, but all of our landfills are filled with dissatisfied customers. (laughs) Uh,
0: It's good old Chris. How's it going, Chris? (laughs) It's going good. How are y'all doing? (laughs) Doing good. Thank you. This was a surprise for those of you who are listening to the podcast. The other two, Apple knew Chris was going to be on the show, but Josh and Nick had no clue.
5: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> leave it to leave it to Chris to sit there and say something about p s three right off the bat.
4: I thought Dustin was actually calling like a PlayStation three office or hotline or something
0: um, <laughs> so chris tell tell fans what you've been up to.
5: uh I've been busy uh suddenly, I had to take over the youth ministry at my church um, move uh, a couple of cities over with a friend. Um, it's in the Bermuda Triangle of uh, internet connections. We have no internet connection out here. And um, it's been busy. And I had to uh, abandon all of my connection to the outside world for a while. But I kept up with some things. I'm uh, not very familiar with uh, the new uh, co-host on the podcast, though.
4: So. I'm Josh. Um, I try and wreck any kind of serious atmosphere that Dustin tries
1: to set up.
5: Oh, you're after my own heart. That's good.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh-huh. And uh, and I'm oh, Nick. Oh. And it's nice to fi- it's, it's nice to finally talk to you, Chris. Because uh, I remember listening back to you a long time ago when the podcast first started. Really? Oh yeah, yeah.
5: Cool, cool.
0: Yeah, we still get reviews uh, on iTunes saying thanks, Chris, Apple, and Dustin for the great podcast.
5: <laughs> I occasionally pay people to go on iTunes and, and mention Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Chris! I, I will say this: I am
4: an Xbox person, so. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. So. Yeah,
0: which which <laughs> makes <laughs> me which makes me bring up my next uh, the next special that we're actually going to be doing is PS3 versus Xbox 360. Um, so,
3: uh, Yeah,
0: because those of you who've been following us on the forums, you can tell that me and Apple have been having like a uh, argument going back and forth about Xbox and, and PS3 for the last week, ever since they announced the new PS3 Slim. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so chris are, are you still collecting comics
5: i was going about midway through the uh battle of the cow series and mm-hmm. then i stopped and i thought i decided i'm just going to try to pick up the uh, trade collections when they come out because i enjoy those so much and i had been getting so busy that I, the comics i was getting on a weekly basis became a backlog and stacks um they made great coasters um but I finally decided, you know, I just need to stop and wait until things get in trade, uh, trade paperback. So I haven't, uh, I haven't been around the last couple of months on comics. Are they still going good? Has Batman resurfaced yet?
0: No. 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 Still no. Hey, Have you been following Blackest Night at all?
5: Uh, no, I've seen the occasional covers on IGN. Um, I've, I've understood that the, the person behind Blackest Night has been revealed.
0: What they need, well, well, see, this is what you need to hope for. You need to hope for Sean Paul Valley to come back as a Black Lantern.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So he can get killed again.
5: (laughs) 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 Oh, I'm sorry. You you broke up there. (laughs) It was was terrible. I couldn't hear you.
4: Did did, did you hear that, uh, that Barbara Gordon dyed her hair blonde and got plastic surgery and is disguising herself as Stephanie Brown now? Seriously? No, that 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 that's that's just a theory that lots of fans have. Stephanie Brown's the new Batgirl, and there's lots of Barbara Gordon fans in denial.
5: Well, I do remember hearing a bunch of uh, rumors that Barbara Gordon was going to learn how to walk again and and was going to reclaim the title of Batgirl. How did that? Is yeah, that, that still didn't going happen. on? Yeah.
0: That didn't happen. We didn't think we didn't we uh, as a podcast like all of us were in uh, pretty much agreement that, that there was no way that was going to happen.
4: And that it was against, the stupidest idea.
0: <laughs> yeah, against like popular demand, <laughs> and hmm. people telling us I mean, that we
4: do nothing about comics because we because we didn't want Barbara Gordon back.
0: Right.
5: <laughs> well, yesterday I was uh, I went to an internet site and uh, plugged in my Xbox and downloaded the demo of Arkham Asylum, but I haven't played it yet. Have any of you had a chance yet?
0: Oh, oh yes, I like yes. yes. <laughs> uh, I think the game is actually. I think my PS3. No, wait. No, if I had an Xbox 360, you'd be smoking right now. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, I've been really excited to play this game. I know it comes out soon. It sounds like it's going to be the best Batman game
0: we've had, maybe ever.
2: Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. Probably it, one of the
0: better games of the year.
2: Yeah, yeah. They, they're starting to give a Game of the Year uh, comments out there for it, so. Uh wow. it comes out comes out uh Monday of this coming next week, so Yeah. So actually oh, tomorrow. I didn't it, but... Yeah, so while everyone's
0: listening to this, they'll actually already have the game has been out and you'll probably have played it numerous times already. I'm happy because I actually just got a text message from GameSpot saying they are having a midnight release for it
2: in my area.
5: Woohoo! It's a win win. Oh. No sleep
2: for uh, most of us for the next coming kind of days. Exactly. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bunch of calling in at work. That's what's going to happen. Yep. <laughs> hey, Chris. So, you know what? I'm going to have to give this to you because I had to eat crow on uh, Batman Brave and the Bold cartoon. There are some episodes I liked. And the last time you were on, we were talking about how this show was going to be horrible. Why did they do this? So, uh, you ready to eat?
5: <laughs> oh man that is that's a pleasant surprise but yeah I remember we hated on that show if, if it was in front of us who a peed on it but uh just coming out I absolutely love it and now I've got a new nephew and uh, I'll put him in my lap and we'll turn it on I had uh, DVR back at my uh, my parents house and um, I'd visit and take him to the room and we'd watch episodes and he loves it and I am really surprised at how good that show is it's still campy and Corny, you know, the whole Kite Man thing. Uh, but the show is done with such quality and, uh, you know, it looks good. The voice acting is good. There's a lot of surprises. They really put a lot of thought into it, even though they made it silly. And uh, I'm really enjoying it. So, yeah, I to, yeah, I'll eat the crow with you on that one. Yeah. I
4: love the Batmite episode. That just had so many homages to it.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, the yeah, they're Batman. really
5: smart in what they're doing.
4: I always thought that Batman worked best as a ditty crime detective, uh, but now you have him <laughs> fighting Easter bunnies and Santa Clauses. That's not my Batman.
0: <laughs> that sounds vaguely familiar. Anyway, <laughs> 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 uh, well, Chris, it was great having you on. Uh, I, I know a lot of fans out there have been wondering what you've been up to, so thanks for coming on.
5: Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me. I'm, uh, life is very different for me. and I'm still trying to get everything settled down. Because uh, I'm doing a full-time job, plus taking on the youth ministry as a volunteer. And uh, and I don't have connections to the outside world yet. So it's tough, but uh, I, uh, I can uh, pick up my iPod every once in a while and, and listen to what's going on. And it's good to know that you guys are still doing a good job. And, and uh, giving some love to the Xbox 360 amongst you. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, not at
1: all. Only one of us. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Come
5: on. Well, I do want to ask about the. um, I do want to ask about your recent uh, convention experience. Have you uh, fully recovered from that yet?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think we have. I think we're. Well, at this point, we're already prepping for the next one, which is kind of sad in a way, but at the same time, it needs to be done.
2: Yeah, it it was fun. It was fun. It was exhausting, but um, I I, honestly, I, I can't wait to do it again.
5: Uh, Apple, your stories were cracking me up at work. People were looking in my office, wondering what was going on. Um, uh, your story about, uh, getting upset with the guy from Transformers, uh... Tyrese! <laughs> yeah, Tyrese! <laughs> <laughs> the dark side of Apple right there, boy. Oh, I yeah. No Tyrese! <laughs> <laughs> I and mean, then something about you dissed a bunch of Babylon Five cast or something.
2: Oh, I, I think I think it was Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, Battlestar Galactica. Five. Yeah, I know it was from somewhere, but yeah, I just walked <laughs> past them and they were like, "Well,
5: <laughs> <laughs> well." You know, they say the most dangerous place to be is uh, between a politician and a camera. The most dangerous place to be with Apple is between Apple and anything Batman related. <laughs> it don't matter. If it's Battlestar Galactica. You are crap if you're in Apple's way of a Batman thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was just like, no, I'm Batman focused. Thank you.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh,
5: that was funny. <laughs> all right, well, it was
0: Chris, good talking to you guys. Yeah, it was great having you on. I'm sure we'll have another call-in show and have you on again sometime.
5: Yeah, y'all take care. All right, all right, crazy. Take care. Nice everybody.
1: talking to you. Happy.
0: Right. Bye bye. So that was a nice little surprise. He he, yeah. email, he actually emailed me sometime last week and was like, I finally got internet and was able to download a ton of podcasts and been listening. I was like, really? Well, we're having a call-in show. What? Really? I want to do it. I was like, okay.
4: Yes, Commissioner. Tune in tomorrow. Same bat time.
0: were some good questions.
5: Mm -hmm.
4: Make sure you eject him from the conversation so that he can't see everything that we write now. I know. I'm doing that right now. Relax.
2: Uh, With Japanimation, and I kind of got that out of the the Gotham Knights. It means a little bit different.
3: Hang on, I'm doing something. Mm -hmm. Sorry about that. (laughs)
0: That's okay.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So... it's
4: like they had a list of things that they couldn't do because they didn't want to contradict what might be in the sequel so they Any kind of you listed me in 20 minutes mm-hmm. you turn the rice off. Okay um. oh my god I I, I I had to stop myself from cracking up laughing.
1: <laughs> I think in, I think he's in trouble with his mum.
4: Uh, uh, that's, the, that's the funniest thing that's ever happened on the
1: podcast I, I, I so had I use, mute We button. can't
4: use it for the tag. I, to,
1: I know, I had
2: to use I had to look down for my mute button. I never had you know, like, Where's my mute button. I need a mute. I, said, I don't care what you're doing, you just need to come out. You
0: just sent me a message saying, Thank you for having me on the show. You can edit out those parts of my family screaming at me. <laughs> 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 uh, no, oh God, that was
4: so. That was great. That was oh, worth God.
0: it. I'm gonna ask him if we can use him in the tag.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now you know how it feels.
1: he said sure
2: Yes. Tell him thanks for being so cool.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's like for Steve Rogers blooper show. That'll be like. I love see.
2: it. Steve Rogers would love it. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> Go ahead Josh I guess
4: <laughs> I saw that you were calling a phone number and I was like what is this? and then when it entered Playstation I'm thinking oh, okay he was going to call someone about Arkham Asylum but then it went to voicemail instead
1: <laughs> <laughs>